This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, ready? Ooh, Curdy B, I'm ready to laugh and laugh, and also I will laugh. Georgia porch pirate arrested for stealing neighbor's entire front porch. Ooh, well, let's get all hands on deck in a good way on a very fun episode of The Bananas Podcast. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I just, right real quick, just want to say, say? Scotty, Mm -hmm. that's Scotty Landis. Oh, that's it? Nope. (laughs) I'm Kurt Brownler, and I want to see you. I want to see you in Philadelphia or in Pittsburgh, all right? Correct. I'll be doing stand-up Friday, December 8th. Then Scotty and I are doing a live Bananas in the middle of the day, December 9th in Philly. And then December 10th at the Improv in Pittsburgh. So come on out, guys. Quality plugs. It's going to be great. It's Pittsburgh versus Philly. The louder, wilder, more fun show. The gauntlet has been dropped. We're going to only release on the air whoever's louder and more fun, Pittsburgh or Philly. So you got to represent your side of the state. Yes. I love that. I love pitting everybody against each Mm -hmm. other. Scotty, our guest today. I know her is a fantastic stand-up and sketch comedian. Scotty and I know her originally as one half of the very funny sketch group Skinny Bitch Jesus Meeting. True. Remember Skinny Bitch Jesus Meeting, Scotty? I have a little story about that. Yes, All I right. do. Her brand new comedy special, Spiraling, is available everywhere. And I'm talking everywhere. We're talking Voodoo, YouTube, Apple TV, Vimeo, other Amazon. V streamers, Amazon, I Google Play. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right now, please welcome to the show, Leah Rudick. Hello. Welcome. Hello. How welcome. are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. You are a, a wonderful fit for Bananas, and we're grateful that you're here. Ah, oh, I'm so happy to be here. So, I am, yeah. For all the Bananimals, uh, we know Leah from this little place in New York City called the People's Improv Theater, True. where we all performed for many years on the same stage together. Yes, yes, decades ago. Decades? Yeah. And it was decades ago, wasn't it? yeah. Kurt, I was thinking today about, I don't know if you remember this, the time that um, you came and directed a, sh- like a, um, a show that Katie and I were putting up, that we were doing. Oh, you, um, I have a vague memory <laughs> of this. And we, 
We had this sketch that was like about this time traveler that was like going back in time. And it was Katie was playing this like time traveler. And and I was playing this like this kind of like mentally unwell mayor's daughter. And it was a sketch that was like so wild. And like it, it was just like all over the place. And you were just like, this doesn't make any sense. That's a good sign. That's a compliment. It was so funny because it didn't. Uh, and it was, I was just like. <laughs> I said it nicely though, didn't I? Oh, you said it like, like while laughing. Like it was, it wasn't, it wasn't cruel. It was just like a very like funny moment that uh, has stuck in my head for many years. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, speaking of, I actually remember the first time I saw you perform, which is really saying something because back then it was like all I would do was go to comedy shows. It was the yeah. only way I was surviving. Yeah. And I don't remember the bit, and maybe it was attached to the sketch you're talking about, but I vividly remember you two unwrapping ace bandages around your torso and chest and then pulling out raw chicken cutlets. Oh my God. <laughs> it was at the UCB East. And I don't know if it was a one off, but I was like, look at these two go. And I'm like, where's this headed? And then just raw chicken cutlets. And I'm like, okay. Look, you I don't mean, even remember. Yeah, I don't. It, that sounds so on brand. That sounds just like so many things that we did. Like, we, yeah. I don't. I was like, I don't, she's going to make it. <laughs> if, if there's ever something called TikTok, she's going to make it. She's going to make it. She's going to make it. I feel like, yeah, that, I mean, those were uh, I, like, my mom was always like, you'll never make it onto Jay Leno with a sketch name like that. <laughs> she was right. Your mom she was right. wise. Yeah. Yes. She was right. Luckily, is not on the air anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and have you had your, have you done your, um, your, your first late night set yet? I haven't. No. Okay. No. Great. That's oh, yeah. It's coming. That's it's coming. coming. Right now. It's coming. That's exciting. It's in the works. Where yeah. would be your your dream? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, I don't. I mean, I would have. I feel like I I wanted it to be Conan. Yeah. And then it's not. So now I don't know. <laughs> Conan's like great rise as a podcaster and how he's like now firmly inserted himself back into comedy because the TBS era like we all of us weren't watching it because TBS nobody had cable anymore right we yeah. all like had Netflix and all the other stuff that you stream on but I'm so happy because he's so good at it yeah that it reminds me of how great the tonight show could have been if they just let him keep going yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really wild that was such a crazy thing yeah, oh well. that is so true. Yeah. That being said, oh well. uh, we hope you get the Tonight Show because it's fun to go to New York and shoot that show in 30 Rock. That'd be amazing. That that would be amazing. Thank and you. And congratulations on... So uh, Leah has a wild following on TikTok and on Instagram. You have like over a million in, on TikTok and like a half a million on, uh, Crazy. on Instagram. Have, That's yeah. it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a sort of... Uh, just came, like I, I got on sort of midway through the pandemic when okay. you know when I was just like I can't do these Zoom yeah. comedy shows anymore. No. Like these are these are just like killing me. Um, and my brother kept being like, "You got to get on TikTok," and I was like, "No." Uh-huh. And then um, and then I did, and it was just kind of <laughs> like it. It was just like a good. Um, it was just like a good fit for for character me like because because i have a, a background in like mm-hmm. character stuff and sketch comedy like it it was like a really like easy way for me to um 
to just like have a creative outlet during that time. So it's been, it's been crazy. It's been so, it's been so awesome. It's great. So, so I have a question for you and this is such a nerding out specific comedy question, but like, how do you, because you post like a, a new character piece almost every day. Um, and then you're also having stand-up clips on there and everything. How, how do you structure, do you just, I mean, like, is it every week or do you kind of like bang a bunch out in a week and then that'll like do you for the month or are you just shooting every single day? I, um, I don't shoot every single day, but I, um, I do, I shoot as much as I can and as much as my like brain will allow me to output, (laughs) you (laughs) know, like it's, it is a lot, but it's, it's, um, I, I really like doing it. So it, it, um, and it's, it's like slowed down since, uh, since I've started touring pretty regularly. It's been, it's been a little harder to keep up with it. Um, but I just, I try to do it. I, I try to do it every day. I definitely don't do it every day. Um, and I'm, I've never been able to like batch stuff. Like I, I can't shoot no. like Interesting. five. Okay. It, mm-hmm. it kind of has to like, like I just get the idea and I write it and I do it. And then I just get really excited and I just want to put it out. So there's right. no like, there's not, I don't really have like a schedule. I just, I just kind of am just going. Great. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, congratulations! It's very prodigious. We're happy Thank for you. Thank you. Oh, you want to hear about this porch pirate? Yeah, stole a damn porch. Uh, this was sent in by <laughs> Gus G. Thanks, dude. Gus G. in Colorado. We like Gus G. Uh, Georgia porch pirate arrested for stealing neighbor's entire front porch. Uh, this was <laughs> I chose <laughs> I chose the New York uh, New York Post for this because although we don't like them, they do have some of the snappiest oh, writing. Great headlines, hands yes. down. This was written Catchy. by Patrick Riley, who a lot Ooh. of people, Scotty, what do they say about Patrick Riley? They say when it comes to writing about thievery, he is the best in the beeswax That's every time. Is. Every time, <laughs> a literal porch pirate was arrested in Georgia after he stole an entire... Is Porch Pirate a a saying? Porch Pirate's when you... Yeah. But What's, it's people that steal deli- packages off of your porch. Uh, oh, yes. I, I didn't right, know right, that. Right. I did not yes, know that. We've, we've talked about them in years past. But yeah, Porch Pirate is somebody that just drives around and steals your Amazon packages. And, and they just create great ring camera footage for Reddit. Just exquisite. Did I ever the tell you when that I, people go. I watched on my... I have like a one little camera with a light on it. Mm-hmm. And I watched a mm-hmm. dude break into my car and he was such a professional thief that it was amazing to watch. Yeah. He, the whole thing, he had hat, thing, glass, sunglasses on, thing covering up his, there was no way to identify him. He had a flashlight. He jumped my fence, got into my car, went through the stuff, didn't find anything, closed the door, and then jumped off and just immediately broke into the car across the street. I mean, it yep. was like just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like he's just going and doing the whole block. Wow. Did he break the window or no. did he, was it just unlocked? I leave the or did door he just open. Like... I leave my car open. I leave nothing in my car and I leave it open all the time so that they don't ever break Whoa. my window. Very San Francisco Whoa. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they just open the door and they find nothing and then they leave. And the only reason I know they're there is because they always leave the um, uh, the glove box open. So I'll come in and the glove box will be open. I'm like, someone was someone broken. Oh, so it happens pretty regularly that people just open your door. 
Uh, to yeah, try to rob your car. It happens like three times a year. That's I would so say. much. Wow. That's yeah. so much. That's a yeah. crazy amount. I didn't know that. I'm never sleeping over your house. That's nuts. I'm never camping in your front yard with my gold bullion. That's terrifying. Uh, I've gotten used to it, guys. Don't remind, don't make me think too much about it. Yeah, don't worry. Because then it. I'll get scared. When the year I moved out here, the month I moved out here, Mamrie Hart was out here and she was like, hey, do you have AAA? And I was like, I do. She's like, I locked my keys in the trunk. Can you help me out? So I drove over, called AAA. I was like, hey, I locked the keys in my trunk. The guy showed up and unlocked her car in 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it's it that little bag. They have a little the bag. bag. They put the bag in, go, and then they just go reach in and unlock the door. Isn't that a miracle? I have never had my car broken. Well, I have had my car. It is a miracle, Yeah. It is. I've had some stuff stolen from my car, but not, it was my fault because I, I have like a remote, you know, like you can open the trunk remotely. Everyone has that now. But I, so I left, (laughs) I accidentally popped the trunk overnight and, and the trunk got robbed and, but all that was in there was a yoga mat and like a bunch of Kevin Hart books because pretty cool because my mom loves Kevin Hart and she sent me like six <laughs> oh. copies of oh. his um, autobiography to and so they just to stole to, to people to read to she just kept being like have you read it I'm gonna send it to you and she just I kept sending it um, <laughs> and so they just stole the yoga mat and they left all the Kevin Hart oh. books <laughs> it's a it's nice to have an excuse to get a new yoga mat. It is. It is. <laughs> I I liked that one though. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I thought they were all the same. <laughs> They're not, is. Kurt. <laughs> a literal porch pirate was arrested in Georgia after he stole an entire front porch from his neighbor's property, according to police. Robert Swanger, Swanger, of Amco or Arnco. I can't tell if it's Arnco or Amco. Matter allegedly blew past, quote, do not trespass signs and took the detached wooden structure left behind on his neighbor's land, according to the Coweta County Sheriff's Office. Although the porch may have appeared to have been abandoned, the property owner said it was not for the taking. It's a full eight foot by 10 foot porch. Incredible. It would be what goes into a house for entry and exit, they said. Some people may shrug their shoulders and say it's not a big deal, but when you take someone's property without their consent and the value is over 3000 Mm dollars can't just go and take stuff off someone's property (laughs) no sir you can't do that it's a pretty big porch i'm looking at it i don't know how he transported it it's like it's i don't know how he stole a truck 15 guys getting it on the truck i don't know during the investigation people say the porch was police say the porch was returned to the neighbor's property at one point was placed upside down i guess he was bad uh, investigators referred Wait, he to... Wait, retur- he returned it? Yeah, at one point he returned it and flipped it on its head. And so it was just on the ground, flipped upside down. Um, at one point, and then he took it again? Well, that's the question. Right? Inve- uh, investigators referred to Swanger as a porch pirate, a term typically used for people who snatch packages off Correct. of some home. Authorities have been on lookout for Swanger for days <laughs> before they were called <laughs> to his home for a domestic disturbance. At the time he was arrested for the porch theft, he was also charged with two counts of domestic violence. I'm so sorry. Uh, police said. So this guy's a piece of shit in addition yeah. to stealing porches. He's a, he's a porch Robin Hood and then a piece of shit elsewhere. 
That's but right. I guess he was just giving the porch to himself. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it was. Uh, he must. There must have been some kind of beef with the people who had the porch owners, right? Yeah. Because he didn't just want that porch. There was something else going on. It seems like it's impersonal. To he was it? giving him a sign. Yeah, he was like, "Look, I can steal anything out from under you, even <laughs> your wife, Tamika." Yeah. Tamika, and then I can bring it back and. Upside down. Upside down. Can, How do you feel? About and then I can, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck sitting on this porch. Yeah. Kiss Tamika again with those lips when I bring her back on her head, smiling. Yeah. It does seem personal. Also, like neighbors in the South just take it to a whole different level. Like Curdy B and I were in New York over the weekend, and somebody once said to me, like, if you get in like an argument in a car when you're in most places in the country, you're from Ohio, right, Leah? Yeah, so yeah. So you, you cut somebody off and they flip you off and you flip them off and then you go to the next red light, you're still yelling at each other. And you go one more, you're still yelling. New York, it's like you walk by each other, you're like, what'd you do? Fuck you, fuck you. And then you just keep walking. And then it was like, hey, that was yeah. just part of my, mm-hmm. the last two minutes of my life, it's over. But down there, yeah. I feel like the beefs last, well, the Hatfields and McCoys come to mind, a right. lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the, because people don't know how to like what to do with anger in the in the in those parts of the world. I, I mean, I'm speaking personally from my own experience. Like, you don't know what to do with your anger because you're just trained to be like polite. So when you get mad, it just like it comes out in an explosive way that mm-hmm. that snowballs. Did you have an no era just... of being like in eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade? Did you ever steal from the mall? Did you ever have a little sticky finger time? <laughs> Where you took food. Oh no. No, 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 no. I I was I was so I, I've always just been so afraid of getting in trouble and breaking the rules. Like uh-huh. I would I would not dream of being of doing something bad. But then <laughs> but then when you start a comedy, you're like, we're gonna break all the rules. Start yeah, slapping exactly. those raw chicken breasts on our bellies. <laughs> wrapping them up, Katie. Start <laughs> start birthing pizzas out of our pussies. You That's know? all you yeah. can do. That's all you can do. I love the beautiful hesitation before pussies. (laughs) You're allowed. That's me afraid of getting in trouble. (laughs) You're allowed. We're not live. We are not live. We can beep it or we can have Katie raise the volume so loud it hurts people's ears that you be profane. (laughs) Did you guys get into trouble? Did you you steal? Were you little, little thieves? Uh, little, little things. Very not really. I, I talked about a couple of them. I stole a Playboy once from Walden Books. Um, I stole uh, four wine glass, uh, four pint glasses from a Macy's. But it was it took place over an hour of me waiting at multiple ca- uh, checkouts, and then I got to the point where I'm like, I don't think anybody is working. And then I was like, Well, let's just see what happened. I have cash in hand, and I just mm-hmm. walked out and just kept on walking. And uh, gave him to my boss, and he was like, "Thanks, dude. You didn't have to do that." And instantly broke <laughs> one of the four. Um, and then, for a very brief amount of time, I had a bike lock key that could open the Any Coke machine across oh. uh, from Franklin Middle School in, in in my hometown. So for one summer, we could walk over, and while all my friends were skateboarding, I could just open a Coke machine, and they would just take whatever they wanted. That's awesome. I Ooh, love that's, that so much. I was popular. Good... I was Soda Scotty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was <laughs> I, um, so, so sad. Soda Scotty. I rem- <laughs> the only, I think the biggest thievery that I ever did was the I I realized that at my 
campus bookstore in college. Fun. You could just put all the books you needed for the semester, which, by the way, cost between $500 and $1,000 a semester. Yeah, what a scam. Which oh, was so that insane. is that is highway robbery. What yeah. they do with those it's books? Highway in, robbery, and I was mad. It is it's because crazy. it was the university that already I felt had a lot of money, and then mm-hmm. you would just sell the books back at a fraction, like a an a, a, like thirty dollars of the price. Yeah, exactly. And you'd and pay then them so them. much money, and then they would resell them to other students. So then, what I would do is I'd get all my books for the semester, and it would be a stack that would be like a foot tall. And then I would put it on my head, and I was tall enough that I was above the sensors. And so then I would just walk out with like a thousand dollars of books on my head, and yep. it wouldn't set anything <laughs> off, and no one would do anything. <laughs> and I would That's do it such every an amazing... single semester. So I probably stole like four thousand dollars worth of books, which was actually maybe. Uh, like a hundred dollars worth of books Correct. in actual worth. Absolved. Of course, yeah. yeah. That's such an incredible image <laughs> of you just with the books above your head, <laughs> just just really balancing <laughs> them because it was a tall, yeah, tall order. Yeah, it also made you look like you're really smart, like you were really taking it seriously. <laughs> you had a lot of yeah. thinking to do. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Uh, here's one for you. Julie Ann DeJager or DeJager sent this in. That's a cool mm-hmm. name. Thank you. Um, this was in the Messenger on the Messenger.com, uh, just from that swinging Australian Broadcasting Corporation staff. So good job, okay. guys. All you right. do great. Name your people. Uh, man bites crocodile during attack, scares 10 foot beast away. Oh, yeah. There's Australia for you. Oh, is it is it Australia or Florida? It is in Australia, shockingly. Um, a cattle farmer in Australia's Northern Territory says he managed to survive a crocodile attack by biting the beast back. Colin Devereaux, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Colin Devereaux was on his way to work on a fencing project near the Finnis, or F- yeah, I think it is Finnis River, when he stepped into a shallow pool of water. Big mistake. Never step into a shallow pool of water. No. <laughs> if you're you in Australia, you are. no way. I know. Americans' perspective of Australia is every body of water can kill you instantly. Box jellyfish, yes. poisonous snakes, great white sharks. Jumping onto a reef when you're drunk and don't Hurt. see the rocks in the water. Hitting mm-hmm. it with your face. Uh, big spiders. Big spiders. Drop bears. I'm sure they have great yep. shallow pools of water there, and I am sorry for our prejudice, um, but not really. I took two steps, and the dirty bastard latched right onto my right foot, <laughs> Devereaux told ABC, <laughs> which is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Quote, it was a big grab, and he shook me like a rag doll and took off back into the water, pulling me in. End quote. All told, the encounter lasted about eight seconds, which who knows? Who clocked it? Was somebody watching? Yeah. Right. Uh, longest eight seconds of that dude's life. Uh, the encounter took eight seconds, Devereaux estimates, but it caused significant damage to his leg. He had to get his wound flushed for 10 straight days into, in order to remove any bacteria and the teeth marks that remained. Still, he considers himself lucky. If he had bit me somewhere else, it would have been a different story. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is true. That's a detail, and details make stories. Devereaux has received a skin graft for his leg. 
and is expected to leave the hospital at some point this week. That's good. He said the crocodile won't pose a threat to anyone else because it's since been removed from the area. Fatal crocodile attacks remain relatively uncommon in the Northern Territory, which is home to about 245,000 people. The last croc-related death took place in 2018. That's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty recently um Five years. and so although devro's biting technique may sound unorthodox it's not unprecedented in august this august a thai man woke up to find a reticulated python wrapped around his leg mm-hmm. that oh, no. is a top fear that is a living that's nightmare. a top fear for that's you? a living that's yeah to wake that's up a with a nightmare. python wrapped around my leg that what's would be a bigger fear. what's bigger than that what's scarier than that What's scarier than that? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I can't even, I have never even imagined a python on me or near me. So it's lucky. not like top fear in any, it's not even on my book. You are yeah. so lucky. <laughs> He's a brave man, just leaving his car and house unlocked, just <laughs> sleeping snake free with no regrets, no fears at all. This guy just wakes up. Nightmares make a giggle. Curdy B's the <laughs> toughest comedian in Los Angeles. Um, Time Man woke up with articulated python wrapped around his leg and then bit it in order to loosen its grip and break free. Devereaux, who is in his mid sixties, damn, uh, yeah, damn, he's seen. Some- he must have good teeth still. Oh yeah, oh yeah, probably free healthcare, probably free dental. Uh, Devereaux's mid-60s says he attempted to kick away the 10-and-a-half-foot saltwater croc. I think those are even bigger. Those things Mm -hmm. are huge. With his left foot, it didn't work. He resorted to biting it on its eyelid. Uh, Yeah, smart. Softest place, right? Softest place. Everything else is just little little thorns. I I mean, if you're really in survival and you... I mean, good for him. Go to for bite it. I love it. Gator. Yeah. That means he put his face near the crocodile's face, too, which is so... Yeah. But he, the, the crocodile had him, right? So had the crocodile wasn't going to let go to try and bite him again, right? So that's great. Pretty I love Pretty impressive. Um, when that did, yeah, bit him on his eyelid, it was not an enjoyable experience, but it was effective, Devereaux said. <laughs> it was pretty thick, like holding on to leather, but I jerked back on his eyelid and he let me go. Wow. So there you go. It's a I we're a results it. podcast. We love results now we, on this. Now podcast. we know, right? That's what you gotta do. I love it. I love to yes. know. Unless it bites you bite on the him head. in the <laughs> bite him in the eye. Yeah. And start the, uh, do you well. guys remember the the chocodile? Yes. Is that a, a like a um like a like an ice cream bar? It was a version <laughs> of a Twinkie that was just mm. a Twinkie but covered in chocolate. Mm. Oh, I don't remember. What was it called? That. The chocolate, the chocodile, the, the chocodile, or cho- yeah, chocodile, chocodile. <laughs> I, I don't have, remember that. I have a choco taco in my freezer still. It might be the last one on planet Earth now. I gave Ooh. one to Vince for his birthday, and he ate it on the spot. And I'm like, that might have been one of the last ten choco ta- taco choco tacos in uh, the world. Yeah. What are you gonna do yeah. with that one that you have in your freezer? Oh, you know, just. Probably dip it in bronze and leave it to my nephews <laughs> <laughs> to remember me. Something normal like that. Uh, At what point does it not taste save it anymore? It? Almost it's like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Choco Tacos was the best of all of the... I, I would always get a Choco Taco over any other uh, ice cream choice. Yeah. I would, would, I would get them at the, at the swim club. Um, mm. uh, I got the... Um, 
What's the cone? King Cone? King Cone? King yes, Cone King was Is that what they're called? Delightful. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm. With the nuts. <laughs> I like that toasted almond uh, good humor bar. You guys remember that? They had the strawberry shortcake, Ooh. the chocolate Ooh, something, yeah. and then the toasted almond. That was like when I became a man. When I was a boy, I liked other things. Oh, yeah. I liked Fat Frog. I liked the baseball glove that had a baseball gumball in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like a rocket pop, but then I got a little older and I go, you know what? It's toasted almond, good humor toasted bar time. Almond. That yeah. is a quality choice. Thank you. It, that thank you. Thank you. That is um, a that's a man's choice. <laughs> that's a that's a man's ice cream bar. <laughs> that is that um and just to end this story so everybody knows he's okay, Devereaux got a towel and a rope from his vehicle, created a tourniquet for his leg. His brother rushed him to the hospital where he's been recovering for several weeks, but he is supposed to be okay even with the damage to his leg so it's a feel-good story feel good feel good Absolutely and the crazy. crocodile got 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 um got 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 the, they, they got moved the crocodile. Him. it didn't say they killed <laughs> Did, him they said they moved it so we'll yeah. see and his eye he didn't like take out his eye he no. just took a bite of it yeah. he just Exactly. Crocodile is doing fine. He and didn't he return moved. it upside down. He's fine. He, he was yeah. fighting for his life. We live on a dynamic planet. Stuff is trying to kill us. It's okay to fight back with your teeth. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. he lives in a nice studio apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's all they. That's right where they moved him to. That's cool. Um, do you want to want to tease us into a break, Scrooge? Oh yeah, squeeze me into a Scott Cookerty. Okay. <laughs> The Nonsense Pod with the <laughs> fat boys. <laughs> Naked opera singer armed with bow and arrow goes on rampage at Care Home. Okay. <laughs> I like this that. A, this is a very violent and, 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 and thieving episode. Yes, very criminally based, but that's okay because a lot of our murder burn animals love that kind of thing. So we'll I be don't. back <laughs> with more bananas. <laughs> Folks, we are back. Scotty, are you got any shout-outs? I do. I have a couple shout-outs. First of all, any Peloton writing Bananimals, if you search for the hashtag Bananimals. That's me. Lynn, who L is L Bins, I guess, on the Peloton network, uh, did this for us. And there's something like 10 or so Bananimals already in the group. So if you want to ride it. together and blast those twads and, and get those calves up tight and firm... Hashtag Bananimals on your Peloton. Maybe you'll see Curdy B there sometime. Hop in there. I'm always I'm always following my my pregnant German instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get one. I My Lavedikind. <laughs> that sounds like a fetish. Uh <laughs> She's only pregnant for a short period. The majority of times she hasn't been pregnant. But she's she's just always happens. pregnant. I think she's just like about to give birth now. Uh-huh. Hopefully on a Peloton. 
Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, Sam wants to shout out her sister, Nicole, for buying a house. She's a kick-ass person who's had a lot going on the last few years, so this is a big win for her. Congratulations, Nicole. It's almost impossible to do that these days. Nice. Uh, Michaela Doster wants to shout out her sister, Alexis Doster, who is a massive banana. She eloped in August and didn't think twice about it, putting her partner and her mental health first. Uh, they thought it was best for them. So, oh, and she says, love you boys and the pod. Eloping seems like a great plan nah. to me. That a doster like... elopement? We love Ooh. it. Oh, yeah. So congratulations, you two lovebirds. Everybody go elope. It's so cheap. Uh, Danielle wants to shout out her husband uh, and herself out. They bought a fixer-upper in Madrid two years ago. They did the thing that we all talk about doing. They bought a fixer-upper Madrid and have been completely renovating it, including a mother-in-law apartment so Danielle's mom can spend her golden years in, in Spain instead of Alabama. They hung oh, new sweet. drywall with, freshly paint, uh, with fresh paint on it and sent us a pic. Congratulations. Everybody I know is like, we should get a place in Portugal. We should get a place yeah. in Italy. We should, and they did it. So congratulations. That's, That's incredible. Let Kurt and I stay there for free. How about that? Last but not least, uh, I wore a custom quilt bananas jacket at our three live shows in Richmond, Baltimore, and Brooklyn, yes. and w it got so many compliments. Yeah. I got no compliments, but the jacket got so many compliments. He's lying. He's lying. I got to shout out the banana who made it for me. Her name is Megan Howell, and you can find her quilts, her jackets, her artwork at on Instagram at Sassafras T. S-A-S-S-A-F-R-A-S-T-E-A. -S 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 -E Thank you, Megan. Everybody went bananas for it. It was a huge hit, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. That's it. They did. Thank you, Scotty. Of course, we are here with the wonderful and we talented Leah Rudick. Hi. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Tell it's you, just that she easy. She has a, a brand new comedy special available right now called Spiraling. Uh, tell us all about it. It's very funny, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank Loved you for it. watching. Loved that's it. So, that's so nice of you. Of course. Um, Where'd yeah, you shoot it's, it? I shot it at El, El Portal Theater in North Hollywood, cool. um, which was a, it's a, it's a lovely theater. And um, it's, it's my first hour special. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I, it, it was like, a, a, it was a dream. It was a dream come true to make it. And um, I'm so I'm super proud of it, and um, I'm super happy that it's out in the world. It's, uh, nice. you know, it's... So what, it's, your, yeah. your previous special, Everything is Fine, that was, what, a half hour? That was only, like, 14 minutes or something. Nice. That was <laughs> Yeah. That was sort of part of, like, a larger... It was, like, a bunch of, of sets. That's um, great yeah, yeah. So that was... And that was... Many, that was years ago uh so this feels like the first one that is like really my good job. mine that's amazing thank you yeah that's a huge accomplishment <laughs> well it i feels like very good i think there's thank something you. about and it probably translates to social media too but there's something i noticed that it's so good that you do allow me to gas you up for a moment as a stand-up uh, you brum, stand brum. you stand still and tell jokes you stand at that mic and tell jokes but they're wild jokes but if somebody was walking by, they might be like, look at that professor giving a great lecture. But then when they listen, you're saying crazy things. And I was like, I really like how still you remain, yet it's still completely like captivating. And then the material's so good that you're like, I, there's something about just somebody standing up there and being like, watch this for an hour and being so funny. 
And was That's, that a choice? Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Well, uh, no. I mean, yeah, not uh, no. It was. It, it was. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I really appreciate you saying that because after um, after we shot it, my manager was like. Hey, maybe next time you move around a little more. But do it as a bit. Put put a few put ten mics on stage and then just walk over and stand very still yeah. ten times. But I've really appreciated it because a lot of times people distract you with their performance. Sometimes some comedians aren't funny, but they walk around and they do these huge gestures and yeah, they pay. Yeah, I think that truthfully, I um, I wasn't used to performing on stages that big, so it was. Uh, and I just did it. It was one show, um, so there, you know, it, it, which was like, Ugh. but That's luckily it, it it went well. Yes. Um, it was great. But I, I think it was. It is like okay. Well, that's. Uh Next time, maybe we will move around a little more. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we just maybe. move the camera a lot. Maybe you stand still and they just swing their camera and figure eight the camera around. There's yeah. one bit with no big spoilers, but there's one bit that uh, re- resonates for Kurt and I so much I know, which is about how you went on a woman's weekend and how everybody acts like they yeah. don't give a shit what bed they get or where they sleep, but deep down, <laughs> you fucking care so. And that... Because I'm always like, do you I don't feel care. that? Oh my god, I was laughing yeah. so hard because I'll yeah. the places I've ended up having to sleep are should be illegal because I'm always yeah. like, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, because we're people <laughs> we're people pleasers, and um, it's it's so funny since that joke is like out there. I, I've gone on a couple trips since then, and it's I, it's so weird now because my friends are all like, okay, you're, Leah's like saying it's fine, but like here's her joke. She's clearly like having a fucking mental breakdown inside. <laughs> it's true. I went to a bachelor par- or a bachelor party once in another state and everybody claimed beds the day before I got there. Everybody claimed all the sofas. So my only choices were floor, table, like dining room table. What? Or window table. That's I crazy. Slept, uh, oh, what? I was livid, and it was like it was that thing where I was the last guy to arrive, and so I'm like, certainly they'll be like, "Hey, Scotty, there's a love seat downstairs, but maybe we hear some blankets." They were just like, "What's up, dude? Let's party!" And so I slept in a windowsill because it had a little padding, so I just curled up in a ball with my feet and just slept like a cannonball in a window for two nights. That's oh insane. God. And you're paying. You're paying for paying the, the space as, as much else. as yeah, as much as the person getting the getting the king bed. Oh it man! Was, yeah. it, and that's it, not it the was... last time you slept in a windowsill, Scotty. You no. slept in a windowsill when we went to that very very fancy, the oh, yeah. fanciest. I think it's the fanciest hotel in the world. I certainly did. And we had a cabin. Yeah, we and, and we were going to split the bed. Yeah, and it's fine. We could have done that. We're we're secure in our. Our uh, yeah. heterosexuality and our hetero life partnership. We get that. But, yeah. but uh, there was a little corner in the window that was padded, a little triangle, and I got over there. Kurt was nice. He gave me a pillow and a bl- he put a blanket on me like a good dad. <laughs> you were just curled up there, and I was just like, I don't know what. To, what do I do? I can't lift them and put them in lift the bed. Lift them up and carry. So you just fell asleep there. Did you intend to sleep in the bed? No, I Kurt was only there one night. I was there two nights, so I was going to give the big guy a chance to stretch out and get, get saw some serious logs. I was like, I'm going to let this so guy generous. get a night's sleep. Tomorrow night, I'm going to starfish in this thing and really cut, you know, uh, count my sheep. So it was I think just that me you, being nice. Uh, I think you need to draw a hard line moving forward. No more windowsills. <laughs> I agree. I think... Uh, 
<laughs> I think no more windowsills is probably safe for so many reasons. <laughs> Falling to your death, lightning storms, <laughs> breaking and entering. There's so many reasons I could have died. Um, yeah. Yet I did not. Here we go. Oh, yeah. What was this? this one? I forgot. Naked opera singer armed with bow and arrow goes nice. on rampage at care home. Nice. This was sent in by Josh Connolly. Thank and you, Josh about Connolly. a million other banana animals. But mm-hmm. Josh, I saw it first from Josh. Uh, this was in the Independent, so you know it's real, sort of. And and it, but it was written by just SWNS reporter. Mm, they're good. South Southwest New Shropshire. I'm not sure. New Shropshire. Yeah, that's good. They're really talented at typing. A naked opera singer, armed with a bow and arrow, was tasered by police after he broke into song while terrorizing a care home. A court so scared. Heard. <laughs> Terrified staff called nine nine nine. Hilarious, the little differences. When Mark Holland, 63, went on the rampage after being told he wouldn't be allowed to leave the care home to go shopping. The successful baritone, who has performed worldwide, lost his temper and went on a rampage armed with a bow and arrow. Blackpool Magistrates Court heard. Police laid siege to, Jesus, Belmar Nursing Home in Lytham, St. Anne's, Lancashire, on Mm -hmm. October 2nd. Officers closed the road. When nursing went into lockdown, residents were evacuated from common rooms and taken to the cellar to hide as Holland went on a wrecking spree, causing 3,000 pounds worth of damage. The Holland, okay, Holland was, here's the interesting part. Holland was a voluntary resident at the home. This is not okay. like a lock-in place, okay? <laughs> uh, and was normally allowed his freedom. But he flipped after home bosses feared he had been drinking too much and told him he must remain indoors. Mm. Pam Smith (laughs) said a disgruntled Holland suddenly broke out into song and appeared from his room naked. Imagine this scene, okay? He's wasted. He's now sick, and he's a good opera singer. He's a successful baritone. And he comes out like singing Figaro or something, Mm -hmm. buck naked, with a bow and arrow, he threatened staff. Um, this is certainly and- scarier than waking up with a reticulated python around your leg. This is bigger <laughs> nightmare material for sure. Yeah. Uh, he threatened staff who rang police, evacuated residents. Everybody was okay. He reappeared from his room wielding his bow and metal-tipped arrows. Um... He set off fire extinguishers. He threw concrete blocks at a visitor's car. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, this is, I love it. In a statement read to the court, PC Nicole, Nicole Bennett said, the incident escalated quickly and police brought in a trained negotiator as they feared Holland would take a hostage. She went on, he then confronted myself and three other officers with a large bow and arrow. Bold move. Mm-hmm. She said it was at this point that she and her colleagues tasered him. Uh, it was only when Holland was hit for a third time by the electric shock weapons Dude that he retreated tasers. back into his room. That just made him retreat into his room. Yep. He just walked away. Yeah, he walked away. He didn't naked, even collapse. Singing opera <laughs> with his bow and arrow set. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's cool they let him stay with a bow and arrow set to begin with. Like You'd think you'd have to check that when you're going into a care center. They're like, why don't we check this at the door? He's like, yeah. I doubt it. Uh, Trevor Colburn, defending Holland, said his client had been at the Belmar for some time and staff were aware he had the bow and arrow in his possession. He said they even played with the bow and arrow when cleaning his room. Um, He had just suffered uh, 
he had just suffered. His mom had just died. He got drunk, and then this is what happened. I had a boss that was trying to prove that we were all wimps and that he was really strong once. And this is he a brought cool his, guy. Yeah, really cool guy. I, I was 15-ish, and he brought in a compound bow, like a hunting bow and arrow bow. And he's like, this pull is a 90-pound pull or 120 pounds, which is like how much force it takes to pull back. So he was like challenging everybody to see who could do it or not. And I pulled it back, and I got it back. It took everything in me. And then when I, he was like, let it go. I let it go, but I was still pulling back, and I punched myself in my own <gasps> nose. Oh, no. God. I didn't break my nose, but I saw stars. Like, I oh. saw that thing. But imagine pulling back with 100 pounds of force or whatever, 90 pounds of force, and then letting go. You're just supposed to, you know, take your thumb off like a normal person who's yeah. not trying to be humiliated in front of his peers. But instead, I just punched my own nose so hard. And then they were like, did you hit yourself? And I'm like... No, and like tears are coming to my eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go dust the bikes off in the front for a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I did. I slugged myself so. It's the hardest I've ever been hit in the face was my Whoa. own. Right by, by your own, by your own doing. That's so brutal. <laughs> what a loser. Bow and arrows are very hard to shoot. I think I remember doing it at Girl Scout Girl Scout camp mm-hmm. and not being able to do get it even in the air. Yeah, yeah. It That's is. It is hard. You know what, guys? I'll tell you about my new. You guys know about my new hobby? Woody trampoline? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I been, saw that. I started work I started going to this place called LA Woodshop and it's so cool. And it's like a community-based place where they you take classes and you can work there. It's really it, it's great. It's downtown. That's amazing. Cool people run it. And um one of the classes, guys, is making your own bow. Ooh. And it's a two-day class. It's like a weekend class. And you make your own bow. That's, Isn't that awesome? That's I'm cool. going to do wow. that. Wow. Are you going to do it? I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you working on now? Uh, well, I made a cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll use it. I use that's, it every day. Yeah, that's so useful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's I, very cool. That is very cool. That I I hope that a year from now, I hope next November, uh, you uh, are sitting across me in a Zoom in a canoe that you made. Yes, I would love that. If that, I hope that you thing. are naked in a in a home, <laughs> singing opera, chasing, terrifying, shooting, at your <laughs> shooting bows and arrows at your children. <laughs> That is so crazy that they knew about it, that they served him alcohol, that they're like, this guy's got a bow and arrow. Let him get drunk. It's a care center. Mm -hmm. He's earned it. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a gross oversight. Yeah. Also, an early early retirement for that man. 63. I'm going into a care center. (laughs) Oh, God. I know. (laughs) I'm taking my bow and arrow into a care center just as soon as I make it. (laughs) Damn. Scotty? Yeah, here's one. This one is in honor of spiraling because Leah, you talk about that you are real, uh, a very not good driver. You is this true or is it just a bit? Are you a? Well, I'm a fine driver. Fine. I, you know, I did, I did wreck our Subaru like weeks into having it. The the like first new car that we've ever bought. Oof, I did brutal. smash it into the uh, parking garage at Trader Joe's, the um, that one on, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is a very tight turn Famously in tough. my defense. Famously yeah. tough. I just, yeah, yeah. So 
Why are all Trader Joe's parking lots the hardest thing? I don't know. They are They're so They're all bad. They're all terribly designed. They're too tight. Everything's too tight. Even in the suburbs. <sighs> even, I mean, in LA, mm -hmm. they're comically bad where I will park down the street and walk up to it and into it. But even in the suburbs, you're like, this is a free-for-all. I yeah. guess everybody likes yeah. discounted nuts or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Truer words have never been spoken. Yep. Results. <laughs> Lisa Wood sent this in. Lisa sends lots of great stuff. Lisa told me once, Kurt, that I think she does like a big ride where she rides a horse from like Southern California to Oregon or something. Like that just a huge horse tired. cattle drive type of thing. Cool. Wow. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, thank you, Lisa, for sending in so many good stories. This was on Today.com, written by Best in the Business, Ariana Brockington. Ooh, what a good name. Yeah. You know she got... She didn't even have to interview. They're like, Ariana Brockington, you're in. You're, here you're in. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, Here's your golden pencil that we give off journalists. Mm -hmm. That's what they mm -hmm. write with. <laughs> 10 and 11-year-old siblings steal mom's car, drive it 200 miles away after she took away their electronics. That's what's up. Hell yeah. yeah. 200 miles. That's far. That's far. Uh, two Florida preteens, 10 and 11. Wow. Those are kids, right? Technically, yes. they are preteens, but oh, those, those are, are children. Kids. Those are children. Yeah. Decided to take their mom's car and go for a joyride in the middle of the night after she disciplined them by taking away their electronic devices. On September 21st, the Alachua County Sheriff's Office says deputies spotted the sedan on Interstate 75 near Gainesville in North Florida just before 4 a.m., so not only did they steal the car and drive, they did it in the middle of the night. Wow. Or But, uh, but they'd been probably driving for a little while at that point, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Who knows how fast they were going? Maybe they'd been out there just doing 40 for five hours. Uh, <laughs> just playing some Grateful Dead, just some Casey Jones in, <laughs> swinging into Bojangles, getting some biscuits. This is safer day. than having a iPad. I like that they like Casey Jones. <laughs> they love the Grateful Dead. They love the worst Grateful Dead song. Um, you think that's the worst Grateful Dead song? No, it's Touch of Grey, but that's the only because yes. every time somebody says they love the dead, I'll be like, dude, I love Touch of Grey. And they're like, bah, bah. like you see hippies actually want to fight. That is the worst Grateful Dead song. I agree. Cool video, though. Um, the children's mother had reported her car stolen and her children missing four hours earlier in Northport, a city in southwest Florida. The deputies, who were thinking they were dealing with professional car thieves, performed a high-risk traffic stop, boxing oh. the car in and ordering those inside to step out. No. Much to their surprise, deputies observed a 10-year-old male driving <laughs> exit the vehicle. Oh, man. Get out of the car. It's just a 10-year-old kid being like, driving that car <laughs> high on Rice Krispies. I mean, that's them. Uh, and then along with his 11-year-old sister, it was learned that the siblings had been reported missing. Blah, blah, blah. We already said that. The social media post included two photos of the children exiting the vehicle with their hands raised. The department uh, covered their faces, concealed their faces to conceal their identities. Uh, they contacted the sibling's mother, who decided not to press charges on them. Okay. I guess that's a silver lining in this insane story. 
uh, and instead drove the three hours to pick up her children and take them back home. The brother and sister had traveled over 200 miles. Where? I mean, a 10-year-old driving. Going? Where were they going? Where were they going? Disney? Were they going north? No, they were. Yeah, they were north of Disney. They were heading north. They were heading. They were heading to Canada to the Mason Dixon <laughs> line. Yeah, they were yeah, trying to get yeah. freed in the north. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were going to Canada. Boy, that would be the greatest banana story. A ten yeah. and eleven year old steel car. <laughs> they make it to all Montreal. The way to Montreal, <laughs> yeah. where they open a little boutique. A cute little coffee shop. Oh, <laughs> he makes the quiches. She makes the espressos. Wait a second. Uh, it was learned that both children were upset with their mother because she took away their electronic devices, which, again, this reporting needs to just say their phones or tablets or video games. Yeah. Electronic yeah. devices is from the 1970s. What <laughs> was it? What did she take? Yes. Was it a weed I got to know. Was it a light bright? <laughs> she took their CPAP machine. Was it? They were furious. <laughs> yeah. So they got in the car and they said, we're going to dad's house. I Dad can't. lets us have a CPAP machine all night long. <laughs> Two kids with CPAPs. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so good. Um, which is believed they were taken away because they were not using them appropriately. After speaking with the children, deputies determined they were not mistreated by anyone in their household. Another silver lining. Okay, their mother, who drove three hours to pick them up, did not want to pursue criminal charges. And the children were not jailed after the incident. There you go. A happy ending. Happy wow. ending. They, That's a beautiful uh, way to do it. I mm. wonder what their punishment was, though. Like, yeah. I mean. They never got a screen again. Yeah. <laughs> but they're good drivers. I mean, that kid, it, yeah. there's a lot of moves. That kid had to get on a highway. Yeah. He had to probably sit up. I mean, how does a 10-year-old yeah, push how a tall, How tall is a 10-year-old? That's a great, I mean, like. That it's, it's, I don't, uh, seven it feet. depends. Yeah. <laughs> seven so feet. Seven. He, had to, he had to open the moon roof and stick his head out like a giraffe. <laughs> 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 Go to Jangles. I mean, I, that is, it really is impressive. I mean, I'm glad the kids are okay, but that is pretty impressive to get from here. Turn the car on, get it out of the driveway. You're already doing more than the average adult and yeah. then to get it on the highway and go 200 miles pretty good that's almost that's wild. as amazing of an accomplishment as having your first hour-long comedy special uh. out there right now called <laughs> spiraling yes wow leah what a Riddick has been our guest for this wonderful 55 minutes leah anything you plug away you got you're on tour right now right yeah i'm on tour um i i got a bunch of dates coming up at the towards the end of this year next year everything's on my on my website leahrudick.com backslash tour or on my social media instagram tiktok it's just at leah rudick um on instagram it's at leah underscore rudick Um, we'll find you yeah and then my special is is uh, on apple tv amazon wherever it's everywhere. It's anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. And it's great. So follow her on all things and watch that special. And thank you for coming on Bananas. We mm, really this was appreciate so it. So fun. Yay. Thank you so much. Bananas. <laughs> Thank 
Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.